You're listening to the CHN Radio Podcast. Make plans to be part of the Toonami 2019 meetup in Denver, Colorado. Join us for a pint at the Hogshead and Celtic February 22nd through 24th with our special guest, Warren Barton. Lee Mackham's allowed. How are you, the lads? to CHN Radio episode 41. We have a banger for you because our record signing has a work permit. That's why we're excited. I am with a man today who is in Central Time in the United States of America in a small podunk town in Alabama that just ate at a wonderful pizzeria called Mellow Mushroom. How are you oh, doing, yes. Elijah Newsom? Oh, I'm full. And you want to hear about this pizza I had? Uh, knowing a lot about Mellow Mushroom. It's got to be pretty wild. Or unless well, I mean, you're just like a plain Jane type of... No, it, it really wasn't wild. I just did a personal pizza with sausage and bacon. But their bacon is so good. Is it the crispy kind or is it a little like rubbery? Or how do you it's prefer like, it? I, it's, it's like strip, like it's like thick cut apple wood smoked bacon. Oh, you got like that. That they put on the, on like the, the grill. And it's like breakfast bacon. Just So you get like some crunchy... Some chewy, some of the fatty pieces in there too. Oh, it's it's delightful. Quick so. bacon story for you. We we love food here, at THN Radio. Oh, yeah. um, it's a food. We're basically Dave Chang. It's shout out podcast. to our Canadian listeners. What's up? Oh. Um, Damn. But I made the mistake of getting a bacon and pepperoni pizza in Canada. Oh, and was very fool. disappointed to see Canadian bacon come out on there. Um, y'all Canadians do a lot of things right. Bacon is just not Bacon. one of them for me. <laughs> it just call it ham. Call yeah. it what it is. It's ham. <laughs> just that. Exactly. Do do the rest of the world a favor, Canada. Okay. Yeah. They do a lot of great things up there. I mean, oh, I maple syrup, beer, yeah. hockey, Canadian whiskey. I mean, yeah, Toronto. Yeah. I've heard Toronto. Great city. I've been to Toronto. I'll be yeah, headed up to very diverse. sometime soon. So we'll, we'll oh the couve. Yeah, shout out to Canada, except for the bacon yeah. part. Yeah, just <laughs> fix your bacon. Yeah, it's Black just History fix- Month, so that's my demand. Yeah, a black person. yeah. Elijah, shout do you out have to any us. Newcastle related Black History news or? Oh uh, yeah, um, today. Oh, God. I am the first Newcastle fan in the world to be wearing a shirt that says "It's Black History Month." Hashtag check the date. Because I'm the only person who has this shirt, so. Oh well, I was, I was about to say, I was like, I, I'm not doubting you, but do you really think that nobody else, that's a Newcastle fan, has ever won that shirt? I mean, the chances are very good. Yeah, I mean, so the, the, the hashtag, one check the date. The shirt. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that shirt. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it's the hashtag check the date that makes it unique because that's something that my residents made up for me, and then now would they you, got me the shirt. Have you worn that shirt in other? Oh, months? I wear this shirt every single month. Oh, yeah. That's how I because, like it. I, oh, yeah. Dude, Black History Month doesn't die. We don't just get February. We get the whole year. Yeah. So, yeah. Every, everybody should get the whole year. Yeah. It's just history year. Yeah. Yep. But, I'm but in. We're just going to only celebrate Black History Month, though. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that's how that Fair. makes sense. Fair. <laughs> All right. So uh, give us a follow at Coming Home NUFC. Uh, go to our website, comminghomenewcastle.com, and our Twitter account at CHN underscore radio. Also, guys, in a mere, what, 15 days? In 15 days from this recording, so less than that when you listen, 
We are going to be live with Warren Barton in Denver, Colorado, and I would love it if every one of y'all came. <laughs> so go to Mile High Magpies. Go to their Twitter and Facebook account. They're posting some links of like some ticket packages that you can do. You can do brew tours. You can meet and greet with Warren, do a Q&A yeah. session. Um, Tell me more about this brew tour because I I honestly did not understand it until two days ago. Yeah, and I thought we were taking a bus to one brewery and they were giving us a tour of a brewery. No, turns out I was wrong. Yeah, it's going to be more than one. Um, And that well, that's and that's what I was kind of hinting at in previous podcasts is that if you want to go to Denver and do all this stuff, you doing it this way, the way we're doing it is way cheaper than what you would normally do. Because if you had to Uber from each brewery that we go to, because <laughs> oh, yeah. um, chances are I'm probably going to a few more after. I mean, oh, just know okay. I mean. Oh, um, oh, Greg. <laughs> yeah. we, we have a night with Warren Barton. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the risk. Uh, oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll be the one to remember to hit record then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have you be in charge of that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of different options. You can just come just for the Q and A session at the bar uh, with us and Warren. You can just do the brew tour. I mean, you can set it up however you want. It's customizable. Um, just reach out. You can reach out to us, and we can definitely send you the information. But you can go to Mile High Magpies on their Facebook or Twitter and reach out there and get more information. They're posting pretty much every day. So let us know if you have any questions. We would love to see you all there. And yeah. shout us out on Twitter if you are coming because and, and, we want to know. And trust me, like Greg's saying, like some of these packages, like the full packages and stuff are the most affordable things I've seen in terms of like what you get. You're getting, you know, free pints at the pub we're watching the game with, exclusive time with Warren Barton, and then that brew bus tour. Like you're getting a lot for a pretty low price. So definitely check it out even if you're within driving distance uh you should you should consider it it should be it'll be dope they got a list of hotels and stuff people to pick you up all that good stuff so it's gonna be a good time i'm excited i get to room with brian so if you need his place to crash you can switch with me yeah i got to use wonderful hotel points for a nice free stay in denver well well you know not all of us have credit that's the perks of living in a Las Vegas hotel for a month until I found a house. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely racked up it. those points. All right. So let's get into it a little bit here. Um, guys, our record signing, you may have heard, his name is Miguel Almiron. He has his work visa and he was introduced officially to the Newcastle Press today. Elijah, what do you think about all that? Did you love uh, it? Well, yeah, yeah. I've seen Miguel do press conferences for the last two years, so I wasn't as freaked out. Did he do a lot of press conferences in Atlanta? Like, not press conferences, but interviews. Okay. Like, uh, Joseph Martinez has actually done more press conferences than Miguel because Joseph won a bunch of awards, and he actually Uh, speaks like decent English. Like, that's true. Can speak English. It's Joseph's English is way better, but also conversational at least. Yeah. But uh, I've seen a lot of interviews and stuff with them, but the translator for Atlanta United was just so good. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. It's cool to see him meet the press. I think it's going to be funny to see how he's covered um, by, like, the, like Lee Charlie – not Lee Charlie, Lee Ryder and Chris Waugh or Woe, whatever his I name think it's Waugh. Yeah. And Mark Douglas. Just because it's interesting to see, like, Atlanta-based reporters and – Basically, like Dirty South Soccer and those guys, and how they record, they reported uh, on Almiron and how the stories they've had to tell about how funny he is to interview and talk to. Um, and then it's going to be interesting to see uh, if the the folks in Newcastle are the same. I feel like they don't really joke around as much. They're like they look, they're like one of those brands on Twitter that's like run by a forty year old man, and they're trying to fit in. That's how I <laughs> imagine everyone at the Chronicle. Yeah. Um, Especially because they just started doing things that we do. Like, I would often be oh like, "Oh my Yo. gosh, yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed yeah. that they are, are kind of picking off some of our bits, like the GIF at halftime." Or yeah, just, they, yeah, like I do halftime I like, thoughts oh. and like respond to things with the GIF, and they're just like literally doing the same thing. They're, it's it's actually, like weeks after we started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like absurd, but I mean, I don't really care. I think it's funny. Yeah, uh, because it's just like. It's like it looks like they're trying too hard, but like Newcastle Twitter is full of people who try too hard. So yeah, they also really- I 
I, I think it was them. I could be getting this wrong, but I think I saw three words in there too. Did you no, see that? They might have. I, 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 I think I remember seeing a like a post game describe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the Man City one. So yeah. So eyes are on us, huh? We're the innovators. <laughs> yeah, which is it's just bizarre. I don't know. I, but, I think it's funny, but and the thing is, and for people, the the haters, and they are and to quote our president, the haters, and there are many. <laughs> um, of which there are many. That's what he said. Uh, they nice will think that we're making this up. But, like, the staff from the Chronicle all follow us. So, yeah. it's, like, it's actually pretty, pretty like, likely that they're just copying our stuff. <laughs> and I yep. bet Lee Ryder runs a Twitter. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. <laughs> so yeah, he tweets out a lot of his own let's get back so into oh, Almiron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Almiron did say... Yeah, I just pulled a couple quotes from him. He said that, I try not to think about the pressure or pay attention to it. We know what the fans demand of us. It isn't a concern. It doesn't concern me overly. I'm just going to focus on playing. It's always been a dream of mine to come across and play in Europe and in the Premier League. I've had that in my mind since the early days of my career. I feel I'm representing my country here. I'm proud of that, and I hope to give a good account of myself and my country. I thought those cool things. He said, like, your typical, like, Newcastle's a historic club. He's very excited. And I think the consensus was that, like, he's confident and he's happy and he's, like, he's not, I guess, like, his head isn't big in this situation. Like, he's taking this, or it seems like he's viewing this as a massive opportunity for him. Yeah. And and I'll say this. Like, I think Miguel has been one of the players I've watched – and obviously I'm biased, but I also have watched him more than 90% of the people in Newcastle um, who's responded pretty well to pressure. Um, like Atlanta United actually like was on track to, you know, basically win the league on points. And then Miguel was out and they lost um, after, you know, a lot of stuff happened. Their manager was announced that he's not signing on an extension with the team and people kind of knew Miguel was about to leave. Basically, they, they collapsed and they lost like 4 1 of the worst team in the league. And Miguel came back literally, and everyone's expecting, like, they came back with a vengeance. Everyone was expecting this team to win, go out and win MLS Cup. They're like, this team is, bo- bo- like, Leasley, one of the best teams in the league. And, like, there, there was a ton of pressure on Miguel as he's literally the, he was the leader of that team, the, the best player on that team to step up and create. And that's exactly what he did. He created yeah. like literally half the goals that got Atlanta United to the MLS Cup final and to win the MLS Cup. And so I think he responds pretty well to pressure. And Roberto, Roberto has said this multiple times. His whole demeanor is calm, but he's always going to be happy and always have a good positive attitude. And I'm see, I, I think people are starting to see that now. Um, I think there's more people who are, are freaking out about him being a record signing than he actually is. Like, I just yeah. think it's really more of like a fabricated issue created by fans and really more of the media. I don't really think a lot of fans have been thinking, Oh, Miguel's going to like, he, all the pressure's going to, it's really just like the Chronicle has been bored and not just them, the times everyone's been bored. And it's like, Oh, let's think of let's is, is how's Miguel going to do knowing he's the record signing. And like, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So to him, at least. To, to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next set of news is we are going to Spain. And yes. no, we're not in the Europa League. <laughs> I know that's what we're all thinking. Yeah. Um, and actually, before we actually started recording, uh, didn't you say going back to attacking kind of the Chronicle? Like, what was their article? Like, going. They, 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 put, up a, they put up an article that was like, why does Rafa want to go to warm weather training? And I like, know why. And literally, why, Greg? Why do you think he wants to go to do warm weather training? Because if we actually made it to the fifth round of the FA Cup, we wouldn't have been able to go to training. <laughs> oh, that's true. But <laughs> they're, so, they're, I just answered the Chronicle's question. <laughs> yeah. And, if and, we ever made it this far in the FA Cup, we wouldn't be able to. So Yeah, it's true. But, <laughs> but like, their reason is that it's cold. Yeah. I was like – who cares? Um, and then they proceeded to post a graphic saying 
like last time Newcastle went on warm weather training, they won three straight. And we beat like uh, Huddersfield 1-0, Leicester uh, 2-1, and Arsenal 2-1. So I I I don't know if Big that moves. means expecting the same, huh? <laughs> Big moves last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so g- good for us. Yeah, last year we faced Antwerp, Royal Antwerp. And then this year, it's it's in uh, Mercia. It's like near, well, it's like kind of outside of Mercia and Alicante is where they're going. And they're playing Cheka Moscow. So they're third in the Russian Premier League. Yeah. So uh, one of my least, friends is a big, big Moscow fan. Oh, interesting. You don't yeah, see a he, lot of those. He's from Russia, so that's why. Wow. Yeah. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah, shout out Ivan. Ivan, what up? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that news. Do you have anything else there? Um, you know, good for them. Spain is gorgeous. I hope they have – what are they? Tapas, is that a thing in Spain? Tapas, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and, Spanish. And what is – what? it's sangria. Yeah, good for them. Have some <laughs> of that. Not too much because we're still we're still in the season. But Yeah, and we don't want you guys to, like, uh, steal a cab or anything like that. That's what's happened with other clubs. Yeah. All right. Um, So some other news. We so these are reports that came out of Italy. Said that Rafa inquired about a winger, but was told that he would be staying on loan at Fiorentina, Serie A for the rest of the year. And that winger is 23 year old Croatian international. Um, His name is Marco Pajaka. Pajaka? How'd I do? I think it's just Jaka. Jaka. Marco I don't, I oh, because the, like the P, yeah, the P is silent. I think. Yeah, a good old right. Croat. Yeah, um, he hasn't done too well at Fiorentina this year. Scored just once um, and only one assist. But um, he's legitimately. Go ahead. I'm just saying he's like not ever spent a season with Juventus. He's been loaned yeah. out. Every, like he was loaned he's out been to Schalke. Yeah, Zagreb and and Fiorentina. Uh, yeah. yeah, and apparently, from what this report in Italy said, that he didn't want to come to Newcastle. It wasn't like Fiorentina or, or it wasn't Juve that said he, he wasn't going. It was a it was a player. He said, "No, I'm I'm out. Like I don't want to go there." So uh, I mean, and also, it's not really a a miss in my opinion because. No. I would imagine one. He's not playing well. Two. I think this would be a loan to buy, and the price would probably be pretty high. But also, Juventus, like Barca, like Real Madrid, have buyback clauses. So I looked up his contract on Transfermarkt, and he has a buyback clause. So it's okay. like even if this guy's good and he performs well for Newcastle, they have a buyback clause. So it's like that sucks, and you can't even you can't you know make the most money off of them or you lose a key player, like not when you want to lose them because there's a buyback clause. So I don't know. I think you dodge a bullet there. Kind of with Gelson Martins as well. I don't really know how well his game would translate to the Premier League, but I'm not really that disappointed he's living it up in Monaco. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so here's something interesting. Uh, I think this is big news, if true. Big if true here. Um, Newcastle are definitely not the only club, but a list of them weighing a summer move for Porto winger Yassin Brahimi. He's Algerian yeah. international. Um, his contract expires in six months, and apparently it's like dead in the water. Like he's not going to sign with Porto. And Porto signed him for six and a half million euros in 2014. And right now on transfer market, his value is 26 million euros. So. Yeah, it's a, it's give, give people an idea of, of this guy in terms of, you know, in, in terms of uh, in terms that we actually can understand his rating on FIFA, 85. Yeah, yeah. Th- just this year, he has nine goals and six assists. Um, so a lot of clubs are linked to him. Uh, AC Milan being one of them. Uh, West Ham is pretty much interested in everybody at these days or like involved with others. So it, it, I mean, I think that would be huge to get a player of his caliber. He's tearing it up and he's been tearing it up. 
and to put him alongside of of a guy named Miguel Amaron would be pretty high on my want list if I were Rafa Benitez. And, yeah. st- and I was staying at Newcastle. Yeah, I think if your competition is West Ham and AC Milan, I think you have a little bit of something you can offer over both yep. of them. I mean, one is Rafa, and two, AC Milan's a mess uh, financially. I, I don't know. I don't understand why any player would go there after just the recent amount of just like financial issues they've been having in terms it's, of yeah. whether it's bank loans or financial fair play or like ownership they're just a mess and west ham west ham i think are getting to that point it's just it's i I don't know how west ham is spending so much money um because they aren't generating a lot of money either so it should be interesting to see if that's uh you know if if that's taken into consideration especially since there's a lot of players leaving the portuguese league because of you know its financial stability and you know how the players are being treated by fans um so the whole sporting situation and really help that. So we'll see. I, I would love for it to happen, but you know, I would imagine some other bigger powerhouse uh, teams are going to kind of swoop in. I mean, I would, I would be shocked if Inter Milan doesn't get in, involved or Borussia Dortmund. That's the type of signing they would make where they find a guy, you know, on the free and kind of offer him a platform and immediate champions league football. So um, yeah, it should be interesting to see how that goes, but that would be an interesting signing and a good signing to say the least. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, next bit of news is our youth squad. Obviously, lost a lot to loans, but they played a like Blythe Spartans B squad in the Northumberland Cup, and they absolutely demolished them. And you got to give thanks to my man Yannick Torre. Yeah. He, if you don't remember him, we brought him over this summer from um, Young Boys in Switzerland. Who's a promising youth prospect, hasn't had a lot of playing time really at all, and got to probably know why he's a striker. And Elias Sorensen was going off. Yep. So now it's his time to shine, and in his first like real, well, I mean he's been in, but let's just say his just first his, like yeah. top dog starting appearance and he scored a hat trick in 24 minutes. So yeah. that'll do. It was against <laughs> like a far like worse side than what he's going to be playing against. But I mean, he delivered what he was supposed to deliver. Um, also shout out to Lewis Cass getting also a hat trick and Newcastle winning seven to two. Um, <laughs> One of our editors, Ben was trying to figure out how to watch this match. And now like knowing <laughs> who we played, I'm just like, why were you trying to even watch this bit? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it was even available on TV, like anywhere. So. I don't even think there was someone who had the decency enough to stream it live on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. Cause I probably would have found it cause I'm a sicko like that. I, I just, I, you know, I like seeing players develop. Sick and that mode. leads me, yes, good shout. Thank that you. leads me to why everybody that we should play our kids. There's a beautiful man in our first team by the name of Sean Longstaff, and we're and we've considered renaming our podcast to the Sean Longstaff Podcast. Um, That's there is news to me, but okay. Well, you know, if I've thought about it, then I've considered it. You could argue, uh, right? Uh, you said we. That was the thing. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> That's fine. I'm still gonna say we though. It okay. Sounds better. Um, so j- a lot of talking to him just because like he's done so well and he hasn't looked like an a, just a budding academy prospect at all. But um, there's a couple of things I pulled up. One is Isaac Hayden. He like just pretty much said like a lot of good things about Longstaff and he's very impressed in how he's kind of taken this chance. And one of the things that he spoke to Newcastle website and said, he said, people said, is the Academy worth it? I came from Academy. He's come from Academy and I think they're worth preserving, uh, persevering with the players just need the opportunity. The manager's given him the opportunity and he's taken it. That's a credit to him. And he's been a credit to the Academy. I must say, it's whatever young player needs to do when they get given the chance. He's going to be a really, really good player as long as he keeps learning and keeps listening to the correct people. His physicality is unbelievable. He's got great grounding. He's not 
he's not slow. He's powerful. He can win headers, and he's good on the ball. He's a top, top quality young player. That's a that's pretty damning quote from Isaac. <clears throat> I know they're partners in the midfield, so there's going to be bias and things. But I mean, that was cool but, they're, to say. but but they're also competition. I mean, yeah. So I I, I you got to look at it like that as well. It's like when you know Shelby and Key come back, and you know that's soon uh, as we as we're as we will talk about that later, it's like they're, they're essentially going to be all fighting for the same two spots in the midfield. So it's still good to hear that from, you know, a fellow midfielder in the squad. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was my next thing is Longstaff had quotes about the players coming back. And he said, I think the other lads are pretty fit, pretty much fit now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for me. It's about keeping working hard. I'm just trying to do enough to stay in the manager's thoughts. When you've got top players like John Joe, Mo, and Key coming back, it's going to be tough, but that's all part of the game. It's good for me that I'll be able to train against them every day. If there are more opportunities, that'll, that'll be great. It's great to have our top players back. Any team wants their top players available. It'll be good for us. More bodies around. I think everyone's looking forward to having them back. So, so nice, Sean. You're just such a sweet guy. Yeah. And I can't wait nice. for you to – just absolutely dominate the Premier League for years to come in black and white. Yeah. Cool. All right. So why don't we oh, talk wait. about uh, We had another quote. About oh, Sean we did. We did. Newcastle legend Mick Quinn <laughs> came out of the woodworks, which he does often. Uh, it says, I've been impressed by young Sean Longstaff. So not the current one, young Sean Longstaff. <laughs> he's, been un- <laughs> he's been unbelievable for Newcastle. Can't believe how good of a temperament he has. Experience he has gained against the likes of Tottenham, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Stand him an incredibly good steed. Stead? Steed? Stead. I'm going with Stead. Yeah, we'll go with Stead. <clears throat> and he never looked out of place on the team. Composure is fantastic. Retention in the ball is second to none and has looked like he's been in the team all season. That is the sign of a top-quality player. He's still only a baby, given his age, but is gaining invaluable experience and is exciting that a youngster like that is coming through the ranks again. And I think that's interesting. Some of the, the quote, some of the praise that Mick's sending Sean Longstaff is insane. Uh, retention of the ball, second to none. Look like he's been in team all season. Composure, fantastic. And it's like very remind it, – it does remind me of, you know, you know, what people said about John Joe Shelby. So I don't know. Just, you know, stay woke on that. Yeah. Awesome. Let's let's stay woke woke about our next opponent, the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, you could have said, let's stay woke on Wolves. You missed nah, that. No, nah, I wanted to say Wolverhampton Wanderers. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> yep, that's what I wanted to do. And so let's start by talking about our last match. It was actually close. Um, I, I don't know why I'm saying that in a surprising manner, but we each had uh, – Wolves had 13 shots on goal. We had 12. Uh, we split possession 50-50, and it was a good match. It was Iose Paris's best uh, match probably of the season. He had two shots, one of them being a goal, and he still didn't have a ton of the ball. But when he had his chances, he did well. It was also uh, – he had one more touch than Dubrovka in this match. So it was a big, big game for Isaac Perez. Yeah, huge. Um, uh, an- uh, like another stars, the other, I guess, three stars. I'll do a top four. <clears throat> where, uh, Rondon had an amazing day. He hit the post at four shots. Um, uh, Kieran Clark and Key also had a, a really good game against him. Key completed 93% of his passes. Um, and he had almost double the touches that Perez had. So that's really saying something that he was moving the ball that day. So that's that's a role that Sean Longstaff has taken. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But Newcastle ultimately lost 2-1. to one. Uh, It was not but a good why? day for <laughs> – do you want to finish my sentence? Oh, I'm just saying it wasn't a good day for that man's DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah. Who literally played well Yeah, and made one mistake. Yeah, so unfortunate. It was really unfortunate. Yeah, he was he was doing all, he was doing all right, and he got the red. And 
that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, it, I mean, I'm not discouraged at all by how we played in that one. I thought it was a pretty even match, and now here we are. We got them again. So I'll go over like we usually do. I'll talk about some of the injuries, some things like that, and then I want you to kind of say, I think this will happen with our lineup, and I think this is how we'll play. Okay. Yeah. So starting with Wolves, I'm sorry, starting with the Wolverhampton Wanderers, um, Jota, he sustained a knock in the win over Everton uh, last week in the Prem, uh, and he missed the FA Cup match against Shrewsbury. Uh, So they were saying that he was going to play, or they thought he was going to play, so I think he'll be available. Uh, Traore could be... I think he might be the starter, um, but he's recovering from injury as well, so they're not sure about him. And uh, Ruben v- uh, Vinagre, I think his name is, is he is apparently is like suffering a really bad like illness, so he's out. And on Newcastle, obviously we talked about Mikel has work visa. Um, Muto has returned, and he's an option for Rafa. And then Caro Darlo, Key, Rob Elliott. John Joe and Diame are all up in the air. They could be available. It seems like they'll be available, but I don't know what's going to happen. Elijah, you take it. Yeah. Um, so the training photos that everyone's freaking out over of Miguel Marone, I well, the thing I noticed was that Key and Muto were both in training. I don't remember saying Shelby, but I only looked at the set that involved Almiron. Um, so that's promising um, for, for their, you know, for those two guys. Um, this, I think this is a, a match in which I don't know if you necessarily need to force your starters to come back, if that makes sense. Like, I think that if we were playing Liverpool, then I think Rafa would have tried to really push to get Key or Shelby uh, back in the midfield alongside Diame because I think he thinks they are better midfielders. But I think for this Wolves match, I think you still go with the same midfield pairing as, of Longstaff and Hayden. Um, against Wolves, the last time we were, we played them, we went uh, with the five in the back, three in the back, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think it's going to be more of the same, uh, same, same people we've had uh, in the past couple, uh, three in the back, five in the back formations, whatever you want to call. Um, with Dubrovka and goal, with LaSalle, Cher, and uh, who else? Lejeune. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, and DeAndre is going to play, obviously, uh, that midfield pair of Isaac Hayden and uh, <clears throat> and and uh, Sean Longstaff, I think, should stay the same. Where things get a little bit interesting is what happens at the left wing back. So um, the Chronicle are putting pushing this narrative of – and I want to talk about this with you, Greg. I, the Chronicle are pushing this narrative of Matt Ritchie should be able to play more minutes as a winger because – we've brought in Brecca and um, he shouldn't be playing left wing back, but I don't think Matt Ritchie's a bad left wing back. No, like I, I, I think he, I right now, if you're giving, if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm taking Matt Ritchie at left wing back over Brecca. Yeah, I am too. And I think you described it very well. The Brecca signing was more of like, we didn't have depth there. Now we do. Yeah. So, I think you put Richie there, and then, I mean, you can change up anything. I mean, you could sub out uh, a winger in the, like, 65th minute, say, move Richie up and put Barreca there as wing back if you wanted, like, later in the match even. Yeah. Like, now we have the opportunity to do that. But I think yeah. right now Richie is just playing really good. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I, I still – and I kind of don't – I, I – and I don't want to – we've bashed the Chronicle a lot, but, I mean, they're the main source <laughs> of just literally just dumping content every day for the sake of dumping content, which is partially their job. So, I mean, I can't be too mad at them. But <laughs> yeah. I think that, like, when you write stuff like that, you often forget that Rafa's mentality and teams – mentality for, like, the teams he's built is he wants consistent competition at every position. So, like, bring in Bereka, like – Yes, that's great for depth, but it's also going to force Matt Ritchie to step up. It's going to force Brecca to step up. And whoever has the better week in training is going to get the job. But I don't think it means that Matt Ritchie's not going to be considered 
for that left wing back position. I don't think Breck is just walking into that um, that that role alone, especially when like you we have plenty of wingers um, now. You could argue that it's like, especially in this formation, we have plenty of people who can play those two like wings slash like I don't even know what you want to call them positions um, in this this new five in the back, three in the back formation, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that brings us to our next point. I I personally think Richie's going to start. Um, I, I'm very interested to see um, what this front three or two one, whatever you want to call it, looks like. Obviously, Rondon's going to probably start. Um, I'm very curious to see if Iose and Christian Atsu get the get the nod, or if we see Miguel play the full ninety. Um, I was pretty against Miguel playing the full ninety last week, but now I'm kind of turning. Uh, turning my tides a little, I guess. Um, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. If it does happen, I think that uh, Iose will stay in the starting lineup and Atsu will sit. Um, that's kind of the only big alteration I think would happen. Um, I don't expect Breck as a start. Um, I just think that Matt Ritchie hasn't really given us a reason to sit him as a left wing back. I think he was shaking in the beginning, but he's actually – like you could argue he he's better he's better than some natural left wing backs in the Premier League. You could say that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You could, I, you could I make agree. that argument. Yeah. So yeah, um that's kinda how I see it. And then with with us playing, I expect us to sit back and defend, but not as much as as uh as we did against Man City or Tottenham. I think that we're gonna be pretty good on the counter. Um there I think I also think that this team defensively, and I mean, I think this team and the way it's currently set up is better than the Wolves team that we played in the beginning of the season. Like in terms of like, they're going to be better against Wolves than they were in the beginning of the season. I think they were still a little bit shaky with the five in the back formation um, in the beginning of the season. And now it's pretty solid in terms of being pretty impenetrable, um, like in defense. And we saw it with Man City. Literally the only reason Tottenham scored was because of Dubrovka error. So um, I think that Wolves are going to find it really tough to score. But then again, Wolves have been much better since we played them in the beginning of the season as well. And they're probably also going to go three in the back. So it should be interesting to see. Um, I think I'm going to – I'm expecting a lot of shots from both sides. Um, and honestly, I would be shocked if this game doesn't end in a draw or a Newcastle win. Because that last match, like – even when DeAndre Yedlin went out in the like 50 something minute, um, I'm pretty sure it was like the 50 something minute. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> Wolves didn't score until stoppage time. Yeah. He went out in the 57th minute and Wolves didn't score until stoppage time. So Newcastle are capable of at least getting a point with Wolves. Um, if not winning the match. So I don't know. That's kind of a long witted response to your, to your answer, but in short, I think we'll go three in the back, five in the back. And um, I think, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to see Amaron play. I don't know if he'll start or not, but I think we'll see him play some extended minutes at least. Yeah, I think I don't think he'll start. I think he'll play, though. Um, just going through some stats, um, Newcastle are great and Wolves are not. So that's my first stat. Um, no, but seriously, going to 538, uh, just season predictions – Newcastle right now sitting at 11% chance of getting relegated and 40 points on the year is what they're saying that we're going to get for this match against Wolves. They are saying that we have a 23% chance to win and a 29% chance of a draw, 49% chance of a loss. So 538 are saying it will be a loss for Newcastle. That's what they're putting their bets on some other stats. Um, they have won four in a row. Wolves. They've won three in the league and the last FA cup match. Uh, they're really pushing for that top seven. And then we kind of brought, we're brought back down to earth, uh, beat man city, then had a just awful way to lose against Spurs. When we feel like we should have gotten at least a point, but uh, we Newcastle have lost four straight on the road or we have no, sorry we lost three straight oh no i'm getting it wrong we haven't won 
in four straight road matches. We had three losses and a draw there. I did it. I completed it. Um, and they've well, the Wolves have won their last two home matches. And um, I think I'll start with my prediction. I think that we are playing Wolves at probably the worst possible time. We're right before a trip to Spain. Um, Amaron hasn't really incorporated himself with the squad yet. I don't think he's going to start. He'll play a small amount of time, I think, 30 minutes tops. And we're playing like a super hot fire Wolves squad. And it's on the road. And I just don't see this going well for us. I know there's a lot of positivity right now because we played really well against Spurs. We beat Man City, but I see this as a Wolves 2-0 win against us. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> so show me what you got, Elijah. Um, yeah, you could, you, could, you could make that. All right, so the last time we played Wolves um, – I w- they weren't in as good of a form, obviously, but they weren't in terrible form. They had two questionable losses against Huddersfield and Cardiff, but they drew against Arsenal and lost to Tottenham by one goal and beat Chelsea right before this, and then literally beat us and beat Bournemouth. So not as great form, but, I mean, their last five matches uh, were that they, you know, they won in a row – Leicester's a good, solid win. West Ham's a solid win. Everton's a solid win. Shrewsbury Town, I mean, that's, you know, you'd hope to, to beat Shrewsbury Town. <laughs> and, they, and they beat um, them 3-2, to two, so it wasn't like it was convincing. Like, it wasn't like a Yeah, and it was a replay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they drew 2-2 two to two beforehand. Um, so, I don't know. I honestly think that it's going to be a draw. Because I, I, I think – because here's the thing is it's not like, like, I don't know. I still think that the quality of Tottenham, even when Tottenham had a weak inside, and the quality of Man City are still better than, the, than Wolves' players. Like, I just, like, Wolves have made some great signings, but I still, if, if you're giving me the option of sending a, like, putting my life on the line and I have to play, and that Tottenham squad is going to have to win me a game against Newcastle, or that Man City squad is going to have to win me a game against Newcastle, or the Wolves squad, I'm going to take Wolves. I'm going to take Man City or Tottenham. Like, I'm not going to take Wolves. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, um, like, the, the back five is, is also different than what Wolves played against. I think we were way more focused on just bunkering and not even really focus on the counter. And now Newcastle's back five actually looks like a legitimate formation where they're not only just bunkering down, but they're also frustrating teams with how they, how they defend. Um, and they also are frustrating teams with how they're able to counterattack. And it's taking, you know, one or two passes to get down the field as opposed to just people like, I'm not going to name names, Mo Diame, just passing the ball out of bounds. So, excuse me. Wow. I'm a little sick. And I gave it to Greg. So, if you hear us coughing, it's because I gave Greg the sickness. So, I, I honestly think Newcastle could, could win 1-1. Not 1-1. Draw 1-1. <laughs> I think if we win 1-1, that's going to be amazing. But that's a win. A draw, I mean, a draw against a top seven side because yeah. Wolves are seventh right now. Yeah, um, that is on the road for sure. Yeah. So, um, and, you know. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't think Miguel is going to have as big of a debut as people think he is. I think he's going to work his butt off, and he might create some chances. But there's people who are like, not. There's people who don't watch Newcastle, and there's people who don't watch Atlanta United who think he's going to score. And I'm just like, no. So, um, yeah. So expect him to make his debut, like Greg said, 30 minutes probably, um, and uh, Newcastle will probably draw. That's my prediction. I I would thoroughly enjoy that. So count me in for that happening <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, – I don't know. I just wasn't as – I was like, man, you know how it is with Newcastle. It's like when things are going well, they find a way to break your heart. And that's kind of how this was happening for me. It's like, oh, wow, we just beat Man City. We played really well against Spurs. I wasn't even mad that we lost like because we played so well. 
and then we broke our record signings. I was like, where, where it's, it's gotta, something's gotta happen soon. So I'm picking this to be it, get it over with. Um, so let's move on to questions just brought to you by the great, the amazing, the wonderful Ubo TV. Mm. Mm-hmm. Elijah. Um, MLB, NBA, MLS, NFL, Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, Ligue 1, A&E. I like throwing A&E in there. Yeah, nice. you got to. NBA TV, Univision. Oh. BN Sports. Just some of the wonderful ways that you can stream using Fubo TV in the United States or Canada via your desktop, iOS, Android, Roku, however you want to do it. If you click the link at the bottom of our, when we release this on Twitter, you can sign up with a seven-day free trial, everybody. No. Can oh, yeah. Fubo TV, and that's an F, a U, a B-O, TV. Yeah, and for those MLB fans, pitchers and catchers, they report next week. Yep. Any uh, Newcastle, that is, Newcastle Philadelphia a- Philly fans out there, we just got the best catcher in baseball today. So Yeah, Real Muto. I thought that trade was insane. Um, quick baseball tangent. The Marlins are – were absurd because they wanted either Ozzy or Acuna from the Braves. And it's just like, come on, come on now. Come on, fam. You know that's not happening. <laughs> so, I mean, they. I'm glad they got a deal done. Good for the Phillies. Um, now all the Phillies have to do is sign Bryce Harper. Yeah, if that, will, if that day will ever come. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, MLB fans are they, – they are something. There are people <laughs> tweeting about pitchers and catchers reporting, and it's like, dude, come on. Football. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we've, we're we're on the college basketball. Baseball, you get you have to wait until April, okay? Yeah, for me, it's until after the NBA and hockey championship. Oh yeah, right? June, June. That, that's when I that's when I start going to Braves games. It's like yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, oh, the Braves, they still play. I forgot. All right, let's get <laughs> these right. questions. Yeah, let's go the question route and see what you find. People of CHN Radio listenership have questioned us with. How did I okay. do that? <laughs> that was a very terrible sentence, but okay. All right. So, fake Bristol Jordy, what up? Um, he said, <laughs> would you rather have Donald Trump as president for four more years and Newcastle United win the Champions League or have Barack Obama back and Newcastle be relegated? So, I'm going to go first here. Okay. We have already had Barack Obama and <laughs> yeah. relegation. <laughs> That's true. We know what that looks like. (laughs) That's been done. So I would rather have Trump and and winning Champions League. (laughs) It's a short short and sweet answer. Um, You know, as as it may hurt to say, part of that, but at least Newcastle won the Champions League. If if you want to look at it from an actual political spectrum, and I said this, Trump is is essentially a lame duck president because he like is just not good at politics. So yeah. like, he, like literally he's not really passed any meaningful policy um, that wasn't already in the works. Um, and his, he doesn't agree with his own party. Sometimes he doesn't agree with the opposition party. Sometimes, sometimes he agrees with the opposition party. So four more years of Trump <clears throat> really would like, it's definitely bad and would look terrible for America Especially um, from an international standpoint. Yes, but but, but Newcastle winning the Champions League does sound pretty sick, and I'm pretty confident that if Trump had like more than a year, like to date, he'd probably get impeached. So and yeah, yeah. you have to take the chance. You just have to take the chance that if Newcastle United win the Champions League, that maybe they would get McDonald's at the White House. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> uh, oh, if you don't know what we're talking about, just just type in Donald Trump McDonald or something. I don't know. Don't type that in, actually. There's so many stories about him eating McDonald's. Che- the guy eats like two McDonald's cheeseburgers a day. All right, here, here's like, my question for you. is If okay. say Newcastle United are now Champions League champions, 
Donald Trump gets an insane interest in soccer all of a sudden and invites Newcastle United to the White House. What is the meal that is prepared for Newcastle United? You gotta wonder what does Donald and you can't, Trump and you can't say McDonald's because no, I, no, because I think Donald Trump is one of those people that like, well, obviously he's very self-centered, but I think he thinks he knows everything. So I think he would just try to like fish and chips. No, yeah, he would just think <laughs> of like what do British people eat? He'll give them like porridge, fish and chips, like shepherd's pie, just yeah, like bangers and mash and. Yeah, just, just, just like your generic. No, like, not even bangers. Because I don't think he knows what that is. I think like <laughs> it's like so basic that he just like I don't know. I, I just I yeah. He's gonna have scones and tea and shepherd's pie and fish and chips all on the same buffet line uh, with just like pints of beer uh, and like. And I mean, I was about to say Foster's. Oh my gosh, <laughs> river water. Because I don't think he thinks that they have plumbing in England, so river water. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah, like, oh, they probably there. used to river water. Yeah, um, that would be something, dude. I can't imagine like, like Rafa like meeting Donald Trump and like holding a straight face because his facial expressions are just like this <laughs> dead giveaway of how he feels. And it, I've just, oh, uh, that just would be bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what question, else we got? Though. Good question. Uh, that was a very good question. Yeah. Um, that was like Trevor Mooney-esque there, right there. Yeah, yeah, that was a good – that was a really good one. That was high on the list there. Um, Matthew at Ralston in America, he said, Wolves have won four in a row. However, the teams they've lost to this season, lost 2 nothing to Huddersfield, 2-1 to to Cardiff, 2-0 to Palace, and a 1-1 draw with Fulham are all bottom end of the table, yet they beat Spurs, Chelsea, and Everton. So should we hope they slip up again? Elijah. Well, pretty pretty straightforward answer here. Yes. I do think <laughs> they struggled against bottom half teams, but um maybe it's a focus thing, you know. I, yeah, I guess. Um but we're but they're about to enter that stretch of playing these bottom half teams again, and when they played these bottom half teams, um you have to remember Wolves had a pretty rough start to the season, um them and West Ham. Um and so you know, I think now that they found their footing, they're a better team. I mean, and to say the least, I think we're a better team. I don't really think that Cardiff and Huddersfield have improved all that much over the course of the season. So I still – I think that they would beat Cardiff and Huddersfield in the next couple of weeks when they play them. So um, I don't know if it's – if, you know, we can really put a lot of stock in them losing to, Car- to Cardiff and Huddersfield. Um, but, yeah, sure, I hope they slip up again. I hope every team slips up against Newcastle. <laughs> I, you should hope that as a fan. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Every we just win us a championship purely on slip ups. <laughs> yep, I'm all about it. Um, yeah. next question from the one lost muffin. Mm. Just one lost muffin. I just add the, the in there. But he said, Is this going to be a winnable game? Yeah. Or sorry, let me restart. This is going to be a winnable game, right? Please let this be a winnable game. Um, it's a winnable game. Yeah. I mean, when you beat Man City, pretty much every <laughs> Every match of this void like, is now winnable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I mean, like... I mean, Newcastle, they are first. Yeah, Newcastle literally did what we thought was impossible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to our, and, and like, to our point, like, there's, there was 22 games of evidence that this was pretty impossible for Newcastle to do. And they did it. So, honestly, every game is technically winnable from this point on. There are some games that, like, look like they're probably not winnable. Like, if we ever have to play Liverpool again, that doesn't really look that, you know, appealing. But it's still technically winnable. But, yeah, this game is definitely winnable. Um, You have to remember, Newcastle almost drew against this team. And they only lost because they were down a man. And they lost in the 93rd minute. So, um yeah, I, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Yep, and we have a question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, at Trevor Mooney 12, and he says, congrats, you guys are adopting a pair of twin babies to be heirs to CHN Radio in approximately 24 years. A boy and a girl. Oh, nice. Uh, 24 years, Miguel Amaron numbers shout out there. Um, wow. Are you we, sure it's not 27? 
<laughs> 24 or 27 years. Um, yeah. What would you name your boy and a girl in order to ensure that they will be Newcastle enthusiasts for life and carry on your legacy? Uh, you name one Jordy and one Miggy. What about the girl, Amanda Stavely? Oh, God. <laughs> name, name the girl, Keith Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Just, just name them. What's your, what's your son's name? Peter Kenyon. What's your daughter's name? What's Amanda Stavely. <laughs> what, what's your, what's your, what's your son's name? House of Frazier. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, I mean, I, honestly, I'm, I'm at this space where like, <laughs> talking about kids scares me so this question legitimately gave me heartburn so all right i, I like jordy jordy's good yeah jordy's a good name i i would actually like name my dog that jordy jordy and jordy lass yeah <laughs> be, be our boy and girl names yeah um yeah. what i mean or maybe like uh maybe jordy robson Oh, mm. yeah. Alan's a good name. Like, yeah, or just Shearer. Shearer or Alan in there, too. Yeah. Warren Barton. Oh, yes. That's that's the first name. Warren Barton. Yeah, the Warren first. Barton. Oh, my God. <laughs> middle, a, name, so middle name Shearer. Middle name. Uh, oh, yeah. Shearer would be good. Yeah. Warren Barton Shearer. <laughs> yeah. What's like. What's wrong with uh, this Warren Dude, Barton, Sheeler, Janela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or yeah. Warren Barton, center part, and then Shearer as the last name. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Oh, uh, we have one more question. Yeah, also from Matt. Also from Matt. Uh, you can follow him in Ross. Matthew. I don't want to call him Matt if you yeah. know Matt. So Matt. Matthew with one T. Yeah. Matthew, if you're listening to this, we need the origin story of one T. Yeah, and and Matthew is a self-admitted Toon Army America meetup attendee. He he yeah, he's actually so self-attendant. He's got it as his profile picture and as his cover photo on Twitter. So literally give this guy a follow. Um I think he's about to be lit. Um Yeah. Matthew, I love it. Pines. Let's go. Um, I so he said wait for this. How excited are you for the meetup in two weeks? I'm really excited. Uh, yeah. For the here's the here's the main reason I'm excited because Greg and I have tried to meet up <laughs> for like a year now, and this is like literally the only time this has actually worked out. Because like, for I've all already... you know, I don't like any picture that you've seen of me. I could it could be like completely fake. That's true. I Greg, I honestly don't know how tall you are. I can't tell how much taller you are. I feel like I feel like you're like six two, six three. I wish I'm six even. Really? So yeah. you are taller than me. Okay. How tall are I you? Know, I'm five ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like one of those people that just like looks like a regular sized person. So I feel like people are never like they're like pleasantly I don't even know if they're like pleasantly surprised at how tall I am, but they're not like Oh wow, you're taller than I thought you were. Or wow, you're shorter than I thought you were. It's just like, ah, yeah, that's about right. I was this exact height when I was twelve years old. You were six feet taller than twelve years old. Yeah. Yeah. And they said I would be anywhere from six foot six to six eight when I was done growing, and I haven't grown since. Well, it was they very were depressing. That's why I played basketball and baseball as a kid. It uh it was it was sad to discover that I didn't grow at all, but you know, here we are. I'm happy with my yeah. I'm I'm excited for this though. Um, yeah. it's gonna be cool. I just thought of this just now. We'll probably Facebook Live the live pod. Yeah, yeah, because we can definitely do that. And <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> that and a Periscope too. Throw that yeah, oh, yeah. Periscope is gonna be interesting because someone's gonna have to hold their phone, and ugh, it's probably gonna have to be me or you or. Ugh, ugh. Uh, I actually have a little like phone prop thing that I can just leave my phone standing up on a desk. Oh, so good. I can just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really more about me saving my phone battery than anything else. <laughs> yeah. But, but our answer is super excited and we'll, we'll have a good show for you too. A lot of banter and I hope you have your, we'll say 
mostly Newcastle, but Premier League trivia up to par. Oh. Yeah. So. Also, bring stuff for Warren to sign. Yeah. Like, yeah, like actually, yeah, that's a that's no brainer. You have to, yeah, it's a must. <laughs> like, yeah, and and charge your phones. Um, I'm excited. I'm re- I'm really excited. I'm also excited not only for the pod and not only for Warren and not only see Greg, but um, I think it's gonna be so cool to. I think there's nothing like watching a game with a bunch of fans. Um, that you know, you guys are all fans of the same team. It's definitely tougher as a Newcastle fan, especially in some of the markets that a lot of our fans are in. Um, like, and you guys have heard us talk about, talk to some of these guys. We've been interviewing guys from Alabama. Like there's uh, like what one lost muffins in Boise. Like it's Boise, just, Idaho, awesome. yeah. yeah. And Mirza, I forgot. Mirza's in Texas. Mirza's I think. Houston. Yeah. So it's just like, it's Trevor, crazy that the, we had Iceland. Know, yeah. I'm well, I don't, that's not really America, but, um, <laughs> it's but not it's, really I think it's going to be, right. yeah, it's going to be cool, especially for people who don't really have a tune army local, um, area. And even for those who do to sit down and enjoy a Newcastle match together. And it's going to be cool to watch it alongside uh, a, a legend of the game and, uh, probably low key, the best soccer analyst on Fox, yeah. um, Warren Barton. So, um, I'm, I'm excited for that, the, the camaraderie and the celebration. And uh, Brian went to the last two Army meetup, and he had an amazing time. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Go check us out February 22nd to 24th in Denver, Colorado. Um, over 300 Sunday days a year, and I hope all three or four of the days that you're there are also sunny. Yeah. You got anything else? Um, hey, shout out to everyone who's been following me on Twitter. I've got a thousand followers now. So, all right, sauce ch at chn underscore radio. Some followers, yeah, some follows, and that concludes episode forty-one of chn radio. We out. See you guys after the Wolf, Wolves match and away the lads.
coffee Johnny had a white hat on The yelled we stole the cuddy There was spice dolls and monkey shows And they had selling ciders And a chip with a hat and he's owned a boat And no more lads for riders oh, no, no, no. 